Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Warning. This episode contains strong language. Hi, I'm Michael Wright and welcome to The Long Read from Stuff. This week's story is called Amanda Palmer's New Zealand Experience. It's written by senior reporter Adam Dudding and is about, as you may have guessed, Amanda Palmer's experience in New Zealand, specifically during the COVID-19 pandemic. Palmer is a musician who was on the last leg of a world tour when the borders shut, so she decided to stay put. In the story, she describes the kindness of strangers, and also their meanness after a single tweet she posted drew a remarkable backlash. Now here is Adam Dudding reading his story, Amanda Palmer's New Zealand Experience. It's early evening in Boston, and Amanda Palmer has just left the hospital where an old friend a long-time artistic collaborator in his 80s, is nearing his final days. Palmer's now driving back to her childhood home, where her mother has been minding her young son. So, yeah, things are feeling heavy, but honestly, she says, it's a perfectly good time to talk. I'm just in a car, gazing into the horizon and wondering what it all means. I've called her to ask about her forthcoming New Zealand tour, one gig piece in Queenstown, Auckland and Wellington this month. But the trip's not just about flogging her new five-song EP, New Zealand Survival Songs. It's about reconnecting to a place that accidentally became a kind of second home. On the back seat of her car, there's a swan dry she bought in Glenorchy. Around her neck, she says, I've got my beloved circular ponamu, because that's my little talisman that I take everywhere I go. Don't panic if you're not 100% sure who Amanda Palmer is. She's 47, a prolific musician and performance artist for decades. Before 2020, if you'd heard her name, it would most likely have been as one half of the Dresden Dolls, a cult musical duo that blended the aesthetics of Weimar-era cabaret with the fuck-you attitude of punk. She also made an impact... 18 million views worth, with a 2013 TED Talk, later expanded into a New York Times best-selling book. She was an early beneficiary of crowdfunding and nurtures a close relationship with an army of online fans. Yet for all that, she is still only quite rather than extremely famous, a position she reckons is a very delicious sweet spot. I absolutely love my exact level of fame, she says. I get to waltz around creating without having to struggle with my day job and at the same time I can still be a basic bitch at the supermarket and nobody cares. But three years ago Amanda Palmer became rather more famous in New Zealand for quite strange reasons. It started in March 2020. Palmer was in New Zealand for the last leg of a year-long tour and was about to reunite in Melbourne with her young son Ash and her husband, the British writer Neil Gaiman, 
Then they'd all fly home to New York together. Instead, COVID arrived. Just before the border slammed shut, Gaiman and Ash joined Palmer in New Zealand, and they all locked down in Havelock North because an old friend of Palmer's lived there. Which might have been okay, except a couple of months in, things took a messy turn. For reasons that had absolutely nothing to do with the lockdown, she says, some things came to light and I decided to ask for a divorce. Gaiman flew back to the UK, where a lockdown-breaking drive to Scotland earned him a telling off from police, and then he got stuck there. We thought we would be seeing each other again in a matter of weeks, says Palmer. If Neil had known that he'd be separated from Ash for almost a year, he would have just stayed in the country. Back in New Zealand, Palmer was struggling with looking after Ash on her own, in a country where she knew almost no one. She says, in New Zealand, being a foreigner of dubious rock and roll origins with a giant Instagram following didn't bring me as much purchasing power. I was very confronted with my own Americanness, with my bravado, literally the volume of my voice. She could have gone home to New York, but in those horrifying early COVID days, as New York endured waves of death and lockdown, that seemed an even worse idea. She says, I'd call my friends and say, should I come home? And they'd say, Amanda, you may be very homesick, but don't bring your kid back to New York. You don't want to be here. It helped, though, that the New Zealanders Palmer was meeting in Havelock North and later on Waiheke Island when she moved to Auckland were insanely nice. Your country showed me an unconditional kindness, she says, that when I think about it, nearly brings me to tears. It was the casualness of it. Of course we would help you and your kid. Why are you even questioning why we would bring over food or bring over some clothes for ash or bring you a book or loan you a car or teach you how the system here works? This is what we do. We're Kiwis. The kindness of strangers is something Amanda Palmer has been thinking about for years. In her 2013 TED talk called The Art of Asking, she explained how her entire career had involved asking strangers for help, first as a street-performing living statue, then as a couch-surfing touring musician, then as a recording artist who asked fans for $100,000 to crowdfund an album and ended up receiving 10 times that. Seven years later, stuck in New Zealand, she gained another perspective. When I was asking for help in the early days, she says, help funding my record, help housing my crew, help painting the tour bus rainbow colours, I was asking as a celebrated musician and my fan base answered my call. When I was in Havelock North, my celebrity almost felt like a liability. The people who helped me almost helped me in spite of my social standing. They helped me because I was a stranded mum with a scared kid, not because I was Amanda Palmer who had written songs for the Dresden Dolls. They helped me because I was a human being who was screwed. Which isn't to say all New Zealanders were always kind. In January 2021, the day after Joe Biden was sworn in as American president, Palmer wrote a tweet to say she'd just walked into a coffee shop in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and, quote, Everyone behind the counter, not really knowing me but knowing I was American, erupted in spontaneous applause, unquote. Well, Palmer's tweet was actually almost entirely accurate, but it flipped the on switch of the great Kiwi knocking machine. How dare this person suggest Kiwis would publicly clap for anything or anyone, 
but especially for an anti-Trump American, and extra especially for Amanda Palmer, that self-absorbed artist who talks about herself online all the time. A frenzy of Twitter, eye-rolling and general meanness ensued. It was, says Palmer now, a classic Amanda Palmer combo platter of hilarious, tragic and cringeworthy. It was also, in a trolling, internet-y sort of way, quite funny. A distant cousin to that time when New Zealanders persuaded a pile of gullible foreigners that gardening had been outlawed in Aotearoa. Palmer understands all this, but finding yourself at the bottom of an internet pylon never feels good, and the timing sucked. That same weekend, Neil Gaiman had just arrived back in New Zealand, and they were in Rotorua with Ash, trying to repair their marriage. She says, it really did not fucking help that everyone was yelling at me that weekend. In the end, the reconciliation wouldn't hold, but all three now live in upstate New York and the co-parenting is amicable. Palmer says, it's a pretty norm-core divorce as divorces go. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your, your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> One bright spot after the weekend of the regrettable tweet was Hayden Donnell's analysis in the spin-off, which concluded Kiwis were being unnecessarily mean-spirited. Nothing could have repaired that moment as well as that article says Palmer, it was so smart. She reckons the incident, though silly, pointed to something profound. It gets right to the heart of one of the great American Kiwi disconnects, she says, which is what celebrity means, what social capital means, how you are allowed to spend it. Palmer's new songs address such disconnects head on. The first single, Little Island, starts like this, and I'm not going to sing it. Jamie says the Kiwis loved Americans, the moonshot, JFK and lucky strikes. Now there's just this pity and embarrassment. The Proud Boys, COVID deaths and Oscar night. The Jamie of the song is Jamie McPhail, a music impresario who became one of Palmer's first new Hawke's Bay friends. Aside from the history lesson in USNZ relations, McPhail introduced her to local musicians, including Julia Deans of Fur Patrol fame. And just before Palmer finally left New Zealand in June 2022, she and Deans recorded Little Island in a recording space inside the tunnels of Stony Batter, the gun emplacements installed on Waiheke during World War II. Palmer says the song was a farewell letter to a country that had looked after her so well, but which had also given this brash American a crash course in humility. 
I didn't want it to be some sentimental grab bag of COVID-free beaches and puhutukawa trees. I really wanted it to capture the deep love that had grown in me for the country, with a nod towards how complicated it all is. The January tour won't be Palmer's first return visit. She has already brought Ash back to visit friends and old haunts. She says when he's asked his nationality, he tells people he's half American, half British, and all Kiwi. It was so important to me for Ash to know that New Zealand was not a figment of his imagination. He still talks to his friends in school about how his best friend lives on Waiheke Island. New Zealanders desire to be praised, or even just noticed, by people from far, far away is one of our lamest national characteristics. But who cares? It's still been fascinating to see and hear our country through the eyes of this hyper-confident, self-absorbed, sharp-eyed foreigner who a few years ago became an accidental semi-Kiwi. When I ask if she's worried about the possible return of Trump, she says yes, then points out that New Zealand has just lurched to the right itself. Perhaps not as catastrophically as America or parts of Europe, says Palmer, but I don't see you electing Chloe Swarbrick to be Prime Minister anytime soon. I wouldn't mind Chloe in office. I'd probably hightail it back. I ask Palmer how close she's getting to her mother's house. Turns out she's already there and she's been sitting in the driveway for ages as we talk. She narrates a final snapshot of herself, seeing I'm not there to take my own notes. It's 7.18pm, she says. My mom has my kid inside the house that I grew up in and I'm about to go in for dinner. I'm in my electric hybrid Subaru, the ultimate suburban mom car and my boyfriend has just pulled up in his Toyota truck and is about to accompany me into the house and crack a bottle of wine with me. We're all going to spend the night at my mom's house and I'm going to ask Ash who's going to do the karakia tonight and we'll see where it lands. That was Amanda Palmer's New Zealand Experience on the long read from Stuff, written and read by Adam Dudding and produced by Jen Black. This episode was edited by Connor Scott. If you listened via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on the Long Read podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you follow the podcast, you'll get the latest episode automatically. The story was made possible by subscribers to The Post. If you want to support more beautifully told New Zealand stories, go to thepost.co.nz. Thanks for listening. If you liked listening to this pod, Help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz slash support. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's, it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt, 
abrasive doctor who I had, you know, had not seen before, who delivered the news, just like, you'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby. The Human Race, where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life. I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it. And so I feel really lucky. So it's been incredibly positive. Listen today at stuff.co.nz slash the human race or wherever you get your podcasts. The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate.